Hey, what's up, guys? It's Rico here, CEO of Source Financia, Coast to Main Podcast, and the host of the Source Financia YouTube channel, of course, back with another one. I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. One of the things you said was like, obviously, if you go into mainland or if you're approaching, if you're going into the Philippines and what have you, there's going to be a different approach to to the branding. And obviously, with Philippines, I think it's more price point related, but like something like for the people that don't understand the differences between that Hong Kong and mainland, could you give a couple different examples of how the approach might be slightly different if you're going into mainland? I mean, the big thing is just going to be social media and actual styles and trends tastes are very different in mainland China of clothing and then the social media aspects. So obviously there's no Facebook and Instagram and Twitter in, in mainland. So, and, and the social media landscape seems to change every six months there. So you'd really need to be on top of it. And that would be a case of, yeah, you'd have to partner with or, or hire a, a digital marketing team or work with a partner to help you, to really get that off the ground. Um, I was having a conversation recently with a guy who is, we were, we were talking about the same thing. You nearly, you can't even fall back really on your, on your core values as a company and, and your brand Bible. It's gotta be a separate business. Um, it's mm. a completely different way of thinking. Uh, you know, John in Shenzhen, John Graham. Yeah. He sent me, he has a couple of earned pieces and he sent me a video, his girlfriend who's a KOL, and he sent me a video they made for her channel. And he was like, now in the West, they like tattoos and sweat and big muscles. He's like, this is what they like in China. And it's a, a video of him and his girlfriend working out and he's using her to bicep curl and to bench press. And then she falls and they laugh and they giggle and everything's yeah. sped up and there's like flashing words everywhere. And he said to me, he was like, this is so cringy, but this is what sells and this is what works. So yeah, so you really, I think it needs to be a completely separate model to to what you're doing, but you need to get that attention first, right? You need to build something. Uh, you need to build a brand that's perceived as cool and get that attention and attraction from your potential buyers or partners in in whatever country, whether it's China or, or, or outside. Yeah, the ads in China are more, it's more cartoony in some aspects. It's like, Lots of mm. graphics, lots of, you know, high-pitched animation and stuff like that. Like, uh, you know, it's still, it's it's interesting. Like, um, I know, I think the big influence with China is they're obviously highly influenced by the Korean pop culture as well. They kind of copy that. Even like, like you mentioned, like, you know, Western would be big muscles and tattoos and stuff like that. I think there they'd want to get somebody who's muscular, but kind of looks like a, a Korean pop star as, as, as the influencer, really. Yeah. Uh, I had a question about just logistics of it. You just mentioned shipping. You're selling mostly in Hong Kong, but you did say you started selling a little bit outside of Hong Kong. Like, how are you handling the logistics, especially with, you know, the slower shipping routes and less options? Yeah, uh, so we're partnered with a company here in Hong Kong called Easy Ship, mm-hmm. and they handle all the fulfillment. So we get an order in through our Shopify. It, it's linked to Easy Ship system, and then that goes to our third-party fulfillment warehouse and things are picked and packed and sent they ship worldwide 
so when you buy a product and you get to uh, the checkout, the shipping, you have a list of options of DHL, Hong Kong Post, SF Express, etc. cetera. Uh, it will give you lengths of how it's long it's meant to take and then the cost as well. So it's really up to the customer of how quickly and how much they want to pay on shipping. Um, stuff has been, delay- like there's been a lot of delays and, and if, if one or two items that have been lost going into the UK with certain courier providers, but I've since taken them off the system, you can you can remove certain certain um, certain companies from it, which is great. But yeah, I mean, they've been, that's been such a good system to have on board. I, I looked into renting a small kind of storage space near me here in Hong Kong and I was going to do it myself, but the cost was was huge and using these guys has, has been much cheaper and then just a lot, a lot more straightforward. They've improved a huge amount over the year as well that we've been using them. The system's getting better and better. Our warehouse is great in the new territories. So yeah, that's been a, a big benefit. And it's and it's something they're all over the world as well. I've looked at them in the States and in Europe, and there's more and more, they're becoming more and more um, prevalent all over the place as well. So it's super handy for an online business to to get fulfillment centers around as you grow um, and get those shipping. Finally, with, with COVID-19, obviously, how has that affected your brand this year? How do you think it's going to affect your business moving forward? It's really hard to tell because... As I said, we launched during the, the protest and then COVID hit Hong Kong and China in January. So we've been in the midst of, of the whole thing from the very start. Shipping has been affected. Um, the cost of shipping is, is obviously much higher with the lack of planes and things taking longer, things going missing. So that's been an issue. Um, so that would be cool once, once that all gets sorted and we'll see. That will obviously help the bottom line with us. But yeah, it's really hard to tell because we weren't around before COVID. So hopefully next year, moving into 2022, when this thing is completely gone, that's when we'll be able to tell the difference. But again, the brand will be in a different place and we'll, we'll have more traction at that stage. And how it's going to affect us moving forward, it's, it's really, the main thing really is, has been the shipping side of things. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing consumer spend is going to be down quite a bit. Um, and especially moving into next year, I think when you're going to see a lot of people losing their jobs over the next six to 12 months. But yeah, it's just, it's, I mean, it's, it's just super hard to tell what effect it's had on the brand over the year as a startup. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for listening to this episode of the Made in China podcast. If you want to reach out to us, that's podcast at sourcefinasia.com. If you want to check out the show notes from the episode that you just watched, that's sourcefinasia.com slash made in China. And be sure to also check out our YouTube channel, Source by Asia. All one word. Cheers. Because I don't blog or Twitter. Talk, I'm bitter. I didn't have it on the flop, but I'll win it on the river. Longest winter got me seasoned. Now I'm a non-beginner, meaning not yet a veteran. But nevertheless, pick the drug or the rapper, man. I'm better than meth. Dope is either or ether, the drug or the J-Diss. I would say dope is reefer, but I would be too basic. And overplayed, overslave, won't complain, though. The game's been good to a young and out of London, so I'm grateful. Not just for funding other fans, but for the chance to say something. It wasn't in the plans at first. It was sad days. Halfway to graduation, Captain Black hate making job applications. I hate the catchphrase, Canadian rap sensation. Shad K don't have change, because the Appalachians, but since the label.